Hi there, Scott Hamilton, Rockfile, back with another podcast for your ears. Going to be talking about the first two seasons of the Netflix series, Lost in Space. This is not really going to be a review. I think I have already done reviews of both seasons and podcasts in the past. But I'm rewatching Lost in Space because it's been a while and the third season starts this week. So, And they're calling it the final season. So one of the things that struck me about rewatching the show and this third season is they seem to be shooting the show in the foot every time they turn around. <laughs> now, I grew up on Lost in Space. It was one of my favorite shows growing up. These days, I totally understand how cheesy it was. If you don't know about the original show, it came out in the mid-60s, um, right about the time Star Trek was coming out. I think that actually predated Star Trek by a few months. Um, and it was based on the Swiss family Robinson. That was a whole idea. This family gets this, you know, lost in space. And each week they landed on a planet. And the show basically became the monster of the week type show that we still have in TV series these days where every week they had some kind of monster they had to deal with. Um, but the show did step out. There were some two-part episodes with a zookeeper that was really good. Um, with and his name is escaping me right now, but I love the actor from uh, the day, the original day the Earth stood still. He's amazing, um, and it, it added a creepiness to the show. They also had a show with talking vegetables, so you know, uh, Lost in Space, the original show, had its ups and downs. But people take from it; they remember the robot, they remember the Doctor Smith character, they remember the family unit, and all that kind of stuff. And for its time, you go back and watch it; it's actually pretty good. It gets bogged down into the melodrama of any t- mid '60s type TV show, but other than that. Uh, they did a pretty good job with the science fiction stuff. So back in 2018, when Netflix debuted the new Lost in Space, I was very psyched because they tried to reboot Lost in Space with a movie back in about 1999. I went to the uh, actual world premiere of that movie, met some of the stars and everything. And that movie just didn't didn't quite work. It's, the cast was good. It felt like Lost in Space. But I think they tried to squeeze too much into the movie. It, it they You've got... Uh, the, them getting lost. You've got a time travel angle. You've got family stuff going on. You have a side thing just to get the boop, bloop character. Um, you know, the movie just didn't quite work. I have it on Blu-ray. It's, I remember seeing it in the Fox Theater in Atlanta with some of the stars at the time, uh, Mimi Rogers and and Heather Graham and a few others were in the audience, uh, William Hurt. Um, and that gives me a little bit better remembrance of that film but i watch it today and go it's a little long you know when it's over it's like man they just tried to do too much they and stephen hopkins did a good job directing it um it just i don't know it just didn't it didn't catch on with the public consciousness and then lost in space kind of died for a while and we heard they were going to try and make another tv series and eventually um this matt sazama and burke sharpless this this pair of guys who have written some really mediocre movies like Dracula Untold and things like that. Um, Gods of Egypt, they were behind that. And somehow they, they're doing great work on Lost in Space. So anyway, what I was getting to is when I'm watching Lost in Space and them shooting themselves in the foot, Lost in Space feels like a show, a science fiction show made by people who don't understand science fiction. I don't mean that in the most horrible way. I think there are many, have been many science fiction shows that you didn't have to come out and be uh, as accurate as a movie or the book like The Martian, you know, and you don't have to be in science fiction. But I just think sometimes when 
uh, like rewatching the second season. Um, you've got this uh, mystery going on where they're on this water planet. This lightning storm comes around every 23 days. They find that there's this metal trench dug into the planet and they actually get stuck in the trench. And it's a big deal. It's a big part of it. It's a whole episode where they try and get out of the trench and all that kind of stuff. And then they say they're going to come back and check it out and then they fly away. Um, you've got this whole mythology that they're developing that could deal with the robots and deal with the whatever, whatever, whoever is doing this to these planets and things like that. But they turn around, they focus on the family unit, and they focus on the drama. And again, I understand it's a Netflix drama show. It's a family drama. Everybody, that's that's the draw of the show for most people. But for me, it's like, man, you were right there on the edge of answering some serious 2001-type questions with an alien intelligence and all that. No, we're going to go back to this stuff. And I do understand needing the Dr. Smith character. He was the... When you got a family and everybody kind of gets along, you need... In a drama TV show, you need somebody that that that's the antithesis. That's the, the the guy that causes the problems or whatever. And there were many times my father and I growing up, we watching Lost in Space. If they would just eject Doctor Smith, most of the problems wouldn't happen. And the same thing with the new show. If they would just eject doc, the current Doctor Smith or whatever her name is supposed to be, um, they could get rid of her. I think she does a great job with the role. I think Parker Posey um, is great at playing this kind of role, and she does a really good job at it. But it's also the part that when I'm watching it this time, I'm fast-forwarding some of the scenes because some of her stuff doesn't really pan out. It's just her being a thorn in somebody's side, and they move on. And I find that a little bit irritating, but I always found Dr. Smith irritating, and it's just part of the, the, the lump of the whole thing that I take from Lost in Space. But yeah, watching the second season this time around, it's like, man, they, they walk right up to these, these, these fundamental mythology questions that they can answer, but no, we're going to go back to the drama for a while. So in reading what's going to happen on the third season that debuts this week is they're going to answer some of those long lingering questions, and it's like... We wouldn't have had these long, lingering questions if the people had just done the research when they were standing in front of it and not have to go, oh, it was on a planet way back here and we didn't really look at it when we were standing there with the hieroglyphs and all that. It, it just seems like they didn't <clears throat> really know where the end was and they've kind of been saving bits and pieces to put together for an end. And they say we're going to be truly surprised with the final outcome. I just... You're cutting yourself short to only do three seasons. Uh, it's quality produced. It's 10 episodes. They spend a lot of money on it. You've got good actors, good special effects. Um, it's in Dolby Vision and Dolby Atmos, the surround sound. Now that I'm finally getting the full Atmos mix, sounds incredible. Um, the, the visual effects are really good. Um, they've won awards for the show, and they're going to cap it at 30 episodes in three seasons. I old school TV isms is you make it to a hundred episodes if you can, cause you'll make it into syndication. Now I know this is a Netflix show and it will stay on Netflix in perpetuity. Um, but still for me, I'm not even close to done with the adventures of this family. And I know it's, this is 2021, and if this third season gets record numbers of viewers, Netflix will go back to the producers and get a fourth and fifth season. They've done it with other shows. Why wouldn't they do it with this one? But it seems like the showrunners do have an end, and I'm excited to see, and I hope it does answer all my questions. So I think for the average person, Lost in Space is a good TV show, a family drama about a family, uh, you know, lost in space. 
from the science fiction side, I think it could be a little bit better as I'm rewatching it. But what's there is really good. The acting's good. Uh, the shows are well paced. It just, you know, sometimes it gets bogged down in that week to week family stuff. And I, the over, the overarching uh, mythology, I would like to get more into that, which would probably bore some people. And I know that's what's kind of probably play out. Now, if you know what happened at the end of the second season, it's a it's a pretty big battle. And at the end of it, we don't know where everybody is. So, the third season is going to start with a. a one-year time jump and the parents don't know if the kids are okay the kids don't know if the parents are okay and we're going to try and put those together over 10 episodes and through that they're going to answer all the questions that they set up in the first two seasons i like the show i wish as i'm reusing a line from a podcast i just did i would love to love the show and i love parts of the show um the biggest thing in the second season, it just doesn't really feel like Lost in Space. It feels like its own thing, which I think it's great. It's almost sad that it had to use Lost in Space uh, for its IPO, you know, to give it an identity in modern times when it could have just been a family Lost in Space show without all the trappings of trying to shoehorn it into that classic show by Erwin Allen. Um, some parts of it do feel like it, but, you know... When you've changed so many things to make it its own thing, Judy's adopted, Dr. Smith is a woman, you know, they, they've changed so many little things, it's kind of not really lost in space anymore. The robot's not really a robot. He's an alien being, a robot that was created by another race that we haven't met yet. You know, it's it's definitely not the lost in space that was originally visioned. But, you know, all in all, it's a highly entertaining uh family adventure science fiction romp on Netflix that you can watch for free if you pay that monthly fee. So I wasn't dissing it in this review. It was just kind of giving you my thoughts because I like the show. And watching it a second time, it's really good. It's a really good show. It's just, it gets a little bogged down into more drama. And I would like a little more of that sci-fi mythology that hopefully I get in this upcoming third season, which starts, I believe, December the 1st. So whenever you're listening to this, you can now catch it on Netflix. I'm Scott Hamilton. I'm Rockfile. I got links below to all my other projects. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to enjoy this babbling podcast. I've got more on the way. Thank you for liking, sharing, subscribing, and listening. You're absolutely wonderful. Wonderful.